As Sylvia mentioned, we continue to uh, read from the book of Philippians, and we're doing so from the theme of joy and peace. Joy and peace in the gospel despite our circumstances, whether that be COVID-19 or other challenges that people are going through in life. Just a quick recap for those who have joined this week. The book of Philippians was written, as mentioned, by the Apostle Paul, and while he was in prison, likely in Rome, he was in isolation from much of the world, but that didn't stop him from continuing to be part of the church and continuing to have joy and peace and even hope in his life. The letter to the Philippians is one of encouragement. As mentioned, Paul chose to be, what was it, a polar, right? Thank you. <laughs> Not a knocker. <laughs> I was listening, Sylvia. Paul was, wanted to be a polar, and he encourages people. He encourages people as believers and new believers or soon-to-be believers to either grow and seek out a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. As we follow Jesus, we share in our unity, and we are joyful that we are Christians, that we are forgiven sinners, that before Christ we are saints. So we're going to read from Philippians 1, 12 through 26. And before we do, let's come to God to pray. Father God, you give us your inspired words and words of truth, and these words are centuries old, and yet they're still relevant to our lives today. As we read and hear a message, may your Holy Spirit open our minds and our hearts to understand what you are speaking to us today. Bless me as the preacher, bless each person as the listener. May we surrender to your work in our lives and live it out each day to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Philippians 1, verses 12 to 26. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Now, it is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am here in, for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached, and because of that, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. And I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And if I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I don't know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you, again, your boasting in Christ will abound on account of me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever had it 
when you've had such great plans and your plans have kind of been ruined. You were supposed to be in Florida during spring break, but your plans were changed or cut short. You're supposed to have gone to Cuba very recently or be on a mission trip in North Carolina this week. Didn't happen. You were supposed to get together for a wedding or a family celebration. None of those happened. You had a birthday party planned. Well, it resulted in at least a drive-by honking festival. You were supposed to gather for worship on Easter weekend as a full church in the church building, and even the Sundays prior and following. Not happening. Come to think of it, as of lately, a lot of our plans have been changed. And what about plans to enjoy a long life with a loved one? Maybe a spouse, a child, or a parent. And yet the Lord called this person home. There are many who know what that's like. And a couple weeks ago, we were reminded of great losses through the murders in Nova Scotia. And we grieve those losses and, and even our own losses. We lament over this broken world. And Paul lamented as well. But that doesn't mean he was without joy, peace, and even hope. Because Paul was a man on a mission and a man for mission. He was on a mission for God's mission. And he had certain plans to preach the gospel to the people in Rome. And now he was in Rome and his plans were not being lived out. His plans, how he thought they were supposed to be, were actually stopped. And you got to wonder, and maybe he wondered, could they even be revised? Paul's in prison while writing this letter. Paul was a man who lived with difficult circumstances daily. He was a traveling preacher who was unjustly prisoned. His preaching and the advancement of the gospel was a threat to both the Romans and the Jews. And as a missionary, he spent a lot of time in prisons. And he was often chained, like just absolutely chained to a guard. And his freedom was greatly hindered. 2 Corinthians 11, verses 23 to 28, Paul provides us a circumstance, or a summary of his circumstances in life. And he goes on to state that, I've worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I would say stay off the boats. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. I've labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and have gotten gone often without food. I've been cold and naked. And besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. People, it's by God's grace that Paul was not dead even on account of stress. Paul was a faithful servant of the Lord, and he was doing the Lord's will, and yet he was still in chains. He was still suffering. He still had difficult circumstances. His plans were not going the way that he or anybody else would expect. And the church of Philippi, they were also concerned for Paul and for his situation and the situation that arose. 
And as we look at the first couple of verses uh, in today's reading, 12 to 14, we are reminded that whatever happens, God will use it for His glory and to advance the gospel. God is going to use whatever situation to build His kingdom on earth. God is going to use a situation to bring more people into a relationship with Him and even perhaps Paul's relationship into a stronger relationship with God. And Paul despite believes, despite these circumstances, that he needs, and he does, continue to rejoice. Now I'm going to suggest that you please don't disconnect from this video at this time. I agree. Saying the phrase, God's going to use the situation to His glory, kind of sounds like a cliche. And sounds easier said than done. Because it doesn't make our life any easier necessarily. Paul was still in chains. And while he's in prison, others are taking up the role of preaching the gospel. Again, some, some are doing this out of love and knowing that Paul's in prison. Others are doing it out of rivalry and selfish ambition, knowing that Paul's in prison and taking advantage of the situation. There are false prophets messing up Paul's plans and they appear to be messing up the gospel message. Today, too, we continue to live in a broken and messy world. Again, our hearts go out and prayers go out to, to those in Nova Scotia with the senseless and tragic killings two weekends ago. And this sort of hurt does not go away quickly. And what continues to occur with COVID-19, many deaths, many hardships, and, and disagreements on how this could have been handled so differently. Saying that God is using things to His glory does not rid you of your cancer or your disability or mental illness. As churches and as people, we will find ourselves in difficult circumstances. And perhaps some of these difficult circumstances relate to decisions that we ourselves have made. And perhaps some of those life decisions have not been good decisions or choices. Perhaps some of these difficult circumstances that we find ourselves in relate to things in our lives that are beyond our control. And maybe some of you are struggling with a broken relationship with a spouse or another family member. And perhaps your struggle is, is an addiction to alcohol or drugs or pornography which has led to further brokenness and pain. Perhaps you are struggling with mental illness and things often feel so hopeless. Or maybe it's that physical illness that is just slowly depleting the strength and the life out of your body. Maybe it's old age and feeling the weariness of your body or your mind is just not as sharp as it used to be. Each person has their own set of difficult circumstances with or without the pandemic in the mix. School has changed dramatically for elementary, secondary, and post-secondary students. Summer jobs are supposed to begin soon, and, and you may even be wondering if there is a summer job to go to. And it seems it doesn't matter what sector of economy you are in, whether it be agriculture or construction, management, blue-collar, other jobs. Job security is a real concern. Or if your job is secure, it's higher risk because you are a frontline worker in the medical field or in an organization that provides for our needs. Thank you. Or you may be sitting there this morning listening to this with a heavy heart. Maybe you feel that you've been wronged by a close friend or a family member or neighbor, 
a boss, maybe the church, and you feel that you've been unjustly treated, and you feel that you are imprisoned, each one of you watching has difficult circumstances, and things do not go according to plan. Our call to worship this morning was a call to praise God, and maybe some of you felt while those words were being said by Jillian that, that this is difficult. Or even when you hear Paul say, rejoice in all circumstances. I don't think I can. Whatever the circumstances, COVID-19 or other things, whatever the circumstances, these things are still real in your lives. And people of God, Paul is saying that Jesus Christ is still real in your life too. And he encourages us to see that God will use whatever situation to his glory. Again, the statement that God is going to use our circumstances for his glory, again, it's sometimes harder to hear. But I want to say that this statement does provide us hope. And hope is important. As Paul states in verse 18, what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, whether from awesome circumstances or challenging and not so awesome circumstances, Jesus Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. So what does it matter? It matters big time. And don't forget that Christ is in this with you. Paul is hopeful because he understands that God has things under control. Paul's circumstances haven't changed. And yet Paul continues to rejoice. You see, rejoicing and hope do not come from our circumstances. And I think if they did, many of us would probably be devastated and sometimes appear even hopeless. We couldn't even get through a portion of what Paul went through. Things don't always go as we have planned. And yet Paul points out, or rather Paul's point, is that Christ is still involved. Christ's plans will still come to fruition. Christ is being preached. The Word does not change. His promises do not change. And because Christ is being preached, Paul rejoices and we too can continue to rejoice. Paul's imprisonment resulted in the saving of many lives spiritually. And Paul rejoiced for a couple of reasons. Even in prison, Paul saw this as an opportunity to share the gospel message with the guard and with others. Verse 13, we read, It has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. That God is using these difficult circumstances to His purpose, to His glory. The guards have been hearing the gospel message. Praise the Lord! Paul's perspective, his focus was on the gospel being advanced. And it was. And despite his circumstances, he rejoiced. He rejoiced even in the most difficult circumstances. Paul saw how God used his imprisonment as an opportunity. God used his imprisonment for his glory. Paul desires for us to know that our sufferings and our hurts, as difficult and even as traumatic as they are, are not necessarily in vain. And yes, there is a time to lament. There is a time to cry out to God. And people, please do. There will be times of discouragement. When Paul states in verse 13 that I'm in chains for Christ, Paul states, whatever the circumstance that one finds themselves, themselves in, Christ will be exalted. Verse 20. 
Paul continues to rejoice even in the midst of trials because God has got things in his control despite how sometimes things seem so out of control. People, there is always hope. In verse 19, Paul explains God's ultimate plan for him, his deliverance. Now this sounds promising, especially for someone who's in jail, and it is. But deliverance in this verse does not necessarily mean freedom from prison or freedom from whatever situation you are going through. Rather, deliverance in this verse means freedom in Christ. Salvation is guaranteed through our Lord Jesus Christ. As believers, we believe that God is in control of all things, that God is in control of the good and the bad. I take us back to an Old Testament story. I think many are familiar probably with a story in Genesis about Joseph and Joseph who was sold into slavery by his brothers and he was considered dead by his family. But then his father and his brothers were reconnected over time in Egypt. And Jacob, Joseph's father, he had died now. And the brothers were worried that Joseph was going to take revenge on them for what they did to him and all the hardships that they caused their younger brother. And they approached Joseph and they were prepared to be his slaves to prevent him from doing anything worse to them. And instead, Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Genesis 50, 19-20. People, I admit that I don't understand all that is going on today with COVID-19. But I do believe that those who say that God sent COVID-19 or other illnesses to teach us a lesson and to punish us, I don't believe. We are on this side of the cross where Christ has taken all our sins upon Him. The punishment that brought us peace was upon Him and by His wounds we have been healed. We are on this side of Easter and we are given new life in Christ. We are not being punished. Christ took the punishment upon Him. Throughout the Gospels and the New Testament, we are provided the story of rejoicing through difficulties. Jesus came down in human form. Jesus entered into this difficult, sinful life on this earth. He suffered through His life on this earth. And He suffered through His death on the cross. Jesus' sufferings were by far greater than any of the sufferings that Paul endured. Jesus' sufferings were by far greater than any of the sufferings that we endure. The disciples, they witnessed the crucifixion of their Savior. And did they lose all hope? Well, perhaps for a bit they did. I mean, there would have been a realistic time of confusion and a time of mourning. But they could see, and we could see, that Jesus' death was not a problem. Rather, it was a solution. It was a solution to forgiveness and to salvation for those who believe. And it was His suffering, His punishment that brought us peace. We didn't get further punishment. We got peace. We got a restored relationship between God and us. We talked a little bit about that last week. And yet the circumstances are such that sin is still prevalent in this world. And God will use things for His glory. And we do not rejoice because of the circumstances, but we rejoice and we have hope despite the circumstances. And may that give us comfort and encouragement to face tomorrow. May that give us joy and peace. And may that give us hope.
as that familiar Gaither song goes, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. Thanks be to God and all glory be to our God. And together we say, Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, things do not always go as we plan. And they do not always go according to your plan, but you have the big plan under your control. And you intervene in our lives and in this world to ensure that nothing can stop your plan of salvation. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. We thank you, we praise you, and may we respond in obedience to you as we serve you and we serve one another. We thank you that you took all our punishment upon your Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. We thank you for forgiveness of sins. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for opportunities to come to you in worship despite that it, it is in front of our video screens. But we thank you for this day, for this beautiful day, for this opportunity to serve you and for this service. We thank you that we are simply and freely able to get together and celebrate you. Lord, we thank you for many blessings of church and family and friends and community and neighbors. And we thank you for all your blessings, for your creation, for your word, for your son, Jesus Christ. What a beautiful gift you have given to us through your son. Lord, we pray a blessing upon those of us who need a measure of your healing grace. Maybe it's through surgeries or treatments or awaiting procedures. Maybe it's through physical illness, whether COVID-19 or other health problems. Perhaps it's through mental illness, especially during this difficult time of isolation and reduced resources. Whatever circumstances are being faced with by your people, we lift each person before you and their family members and caregivers. We pray for those who are struggling with addictions or with sexual orientation. We pray for those who are lonely and feel sometimes there's nowhere to turn. And may we be people of grace and love, no matter the circumstances and the messiness of life that surrounds us. Lord, we ask for your continued blessing and presence upon your people, their families and their loved ones. You bring restoration to all of us, and above all, you restore us standing before you through your Son, Jesus. May we all identify ourselves as your children, created in your image, and with each of us having a purpose in life. We pray for our world and the suffering and turmoil that continually occur in this community in this country, and in this world. Continue to provide strength to the many impacted in Nova Scotia. Continue to provide strength and wisdom to those impacted by COVID-19. We ask that you be near to your people. Restore your people. Restore your world. Bless governments and many decisions being made for the health and welfare of the people. Help us to be aware of all that is going on and help us to be the hands, the feet, and the heart of Jesus to a hurting world and to a hurting people and to see Jesus in others because we also hurt. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.